Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Welcome to the Women in Tech Weekly Remix episode. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hey everyone, this is Natalie Kogan, the founder and CEO of Happier Inc., which is a company dedicated to helping you struggle less and thrive more by practicing science-backed emotional fitness skills based outside of Boston. So, you know, I do a ton of speaking now. I travel all over the world. I work with a lot of companies and leaders and I teach them these emotional fitness skills. So I do a ton of speaking. And what I um, often share, I, I always share my personal story when I'm on stage or virtual stage these days, because I think it's really important. That is to me how I teach through what I learn myself. I mean, I've done a ton of research and stuff, but one of the things I share, so I did a TEDx talk in 2013, um, when we, it was about six months after we launched and, you know, the app was growing and it was this amazing moment. My parents were in the audience. It was a huge TEDx here in Boston. And I got to share the story of how I went from coming to the U.S. as a refugee, which I did from Russia when I was a teenager, how I went and had this huge career and now was launching this company that was helping hundreds of thousands of people live happier lives. And, you know, when I share that and I share the photos, it was, uh, you know, it's like, oh my God, what could get better, you know, in life? And my parents were there and my husband and my daughter was this seemingly like the pinnacle of the moment, right? Of the journey. And then what I tell people is what no one, well, I, I say what I thought no one knew, but everyone suspected was I was nearing the depths of the worst burnout that would then swallow me whole for the next two years. I actually don't remember anything that happened after the TED Talk. I know that there was a, I was a closing talk. I know that there was a line of people for four hours who wanted to talk to me and my parents and shake their hands, but I only know this from stories. Like I was really at a point then, I was blacking out a lot. Um, I really wasn't sleeping. I was not eating or eating too much. I, I really had no, it was really close to the bottom. And yeah, here I was the founder of a company called Happier and I was at the bottom of the barrel and it took a long time. Like I don't want to appear as some hero. It took a long time for me to acknowledge it. It took a long time for me to accept it. I had so much shame around it. Like what a fraud I was. Um, and then it took me a really long time to actually come clean about it and not just come clean to my friends or people I knew work-wise, but I remember it was two years after that I wrote an email to the Happier community, you know, 100,000 plus people telling them this is what's going on. And I was so afraid because again, I thought I was this fraud. And I cannot tell you the amount of love that came back. And I call it love. There's no other word for it. Not romantic love, but 
just love and embrace and the two things that people said, and this is just, I share this because so many of us are afraid to share our true struggles. Two things people said, one, wow, you sharing that you're struggling and you're the CEO of Happier, it gives me permission to actually come out and share some of mine. And two people said, you know, I just don't feel alone anymore. And that is everything. And so, um, yeah, that's a little bit of that. It was, I mean, it's the, I don't know how much more of a contrast you can have of a CEO of Happier who was burning out. Hi, this is Erin Staples, and I am a community advocate at Orbit. Orbit is kind of like mission control for your community, so it's a good place for you to see the activities, the habits, all of that thing, that second brain for community builders to actually take actionable insights on things. I'm based in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, how do you grow? Oh, be real and have real relationships. And maybe like it's not growth in numbers. Maybe it's growth in depth of relationship. Like mm -hmm. maybe it's growth in skills. Like maybe you're in a learning community and everybody, like I think of like my time in grad school, like I had a very good experience in grad school you know, it had its cons. They, everything has a pro and a con, but it's like, I had a very good group of people and belonging and I felt heard and supportive. But part of that is because I, I did the work. I connected with my classmates. I talked to my professors. I made friends. I, yeah. and it's like, I'm sorry, like, I don't care what industry you're in. If you're not going to put the work in, you're not going to get anything out of it. Totally. Do like uh big deal. I was listening to this YouTuber. Uh, he used the term, his name's, uh, I think it, he goes by Ben X. Uh, I can't mm -hmm. remember exactly, but um, he used the term um, passive impact. And I thought that was the coolest term. He's like, everybody's so caught up in trying to create passive income. How about trying to create passive impact? Oh, I love this. Isn't that cool? I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, that's so cool. Like, yeah, it's just, ugh. Yes. It's like, how do, how do you... How do you show up wholly and authentically both for yourself and for others in tandem? Like when you're posting, are you posting for you or are you truly posting to lift people up and elevate people? And are you doing it in a way that's sincere to you or are you just trying to be something you're not to appear as a certain way? It's just there's so much that goes into it, which is not just, you know, finding out when the holiday calendar is and posting something <laughs> On those dates and then recycling it like for 12 years out. You know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. just be yourself and like, be honest and be, you know, weird. I tweeted yesterday about like, I was joking with my husband about like, oh, what is like your, the weird things that you don't like realize or like how to like, you know, those accounts that you tweet and you're like, you are all business. Like, I want to know what you do outside of the work hours. Like, yeah. What are even like when my Calendly is set up, like I have a Calendly and it has like tell me something you're interested in that's not related to your day job. Like, I want to know like what you made for lunch. Like what cool, weird thing are you into? What books do you read? What is totally. your guilty pleasure? Like TV thing? Like what songs would I find on your workout playlist? Totally. No, hundred percent. Where we are in our digital lives today is so caught up in followers. One thing I, I make sure to do uh, again, recently, because, you know, really being attentive to how social media negatively affects me is as soon as I'll post something on Instagram that I genuinely want to post, I'll turn off the likes because like, oh. because what are, am I posting because I it's a form of creative expression or am I posting for algorithmic dopamine rushes? Right. 
Yeah. And it's like, or just like obsessing over it. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's so unhealthy. It's unhealthy to our worth, our like self-worth, our value. Like it's really just not real. It's unhealthy. But it's like, I used to do that, like going, you know, back to the imposter syndromes. I used to play the comparison game. Like, I mean, I had probably like two years ago, I probably had 200 followers on Twitter, if that. Yeah. And I remember I had a spreadsheet and I had to do an internship in college and I had a spreadsheet and I was like, I need someone to be interested enough in my graduate research that they do it. And I was like, I am not taking a free internship. That was my other requirement. It's like, I need some company to be interested with me Yeah. because I didn't have, because tech doesn't really necessarily, we've heard it before. Sometimes tech and academics, they like fight with each other and you're like, yeah. all right, both of y'all sit down a little bit, chill out. If we work nicely together, but it requires nuance and understanding of both worlds. And I think that's an okay, that's an okay thing to say. And I had a spreadsheet and I legit think I sent like a hundred cold emails, but because I had like 200 Twitter followers and didn't have the quote unquote formal experience. And it was through hodgepodge together, random contracts and freelance work and agency. It was harder for, and I didn't come from a big city or from a family with connections. Like my parents have, again, my parents are very offline. My dad yeah. might have a LinkedIn. I don't think he's logged into it. <laughs> my, my mom's dog has an Instagram account. Like, Hi, everyone. Becky Flint here from founder and CEO of Dragon Boat, a purpose-built outcome-focused product portfolio tool for outcome-focused product leaders and product organizations. I am from the San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think, I think so. I think so. So, uh, I think it, that you know, we human have the rational part of it, and also has emotional part of it. And quite often, we're easily not easy. It's just naturally being uh, sort of a, having a most the first response typically to be a, a you know emotional response and a rational part of self to come in to say, hey, you know how we want to handle this in a way that's common core. Uh, it is the right thing to do, but then also over time takes a lot of energy, right? Because yeah. you have to do it twice. So by choosing and consciously surrounding the people and others on the way that they are think think and and and. Uh, and act in a way sort of like um, more calm and a more, I want to use the word outcome, but it's really positive outcome focus yeah. versus like, you know, complaining, blaming negative energy. Yes, then also you, you don't have to do things twice. Mm-hmm. You just do it once and naturally say, Hey, we have a problem. How do we solve it? It's much better to say, uh, why is this happening? Like that's like a same, that. same problem different attitude but you always hand up with the people say like blaming or whatnot you just very draining that that you said it so much better than i did that oh my gosh how can people connect with you i'm on linkedin becky flint and also um yeah linkedin is the best way perfect and we'll include it in the show notes too and that's b-e-c-k-y-f-l-i-n-t and Last few questions, quick fire questions. Okay. What is your favorite book? Making you choose. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I, I'm a product person. So recently I did a uh, write up of Empower, which is Marty Higgin wrote something about product management, how empower product leaders. Uh, I cannot say that's my all time favorite book, but it's definitely my most recent read that I really think it is very, very helpful. There, there's a lot, there's so much book out there. It's harder. It's unfair. 
say so I, sh- I should have never asked your favorite all-time book. I should say like a recent book. That's recent book, yeah. So that's, think, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Re- recent book, I would say Empower by Marty Kagan. And this is a selfish question because I'm such a nerd. Your favorite mobile app or software website, your go-to that you can't. It's Dragon Boat. Come on. <laughs> aside from Dragon Boat. That's a good answer. But aside from Dragon Boat. Uh, the website, um, well, you know, calendar. Oh yeah. Uh, which calendar do you use? I, I actually just use a good old Google calendar because yes. our team all use that. Um, calendar is a, such an interesting thing. It's not something screaming for your attention. All the other apps watch your eyeballs on it all the time. And unfortunately they're, you know, not to say some of them, but it really, it, you know, collective intelligence of a human kind, it could be better not having some of these apps. Uh, calendar is the ones that's there when you need it. Then it reminds you something needs to happen, but for the most part, just run it in the background. And I think that I really like, I mean, I could not, I mean, we all know we could not live without 100%. our calendar, right? <laughs> but then also just think of one step further on, they're, they're one of these things that does not require you to spend time always on it, but it's so useful. So I sometimes I think, hey, Dragon Ball is kind of like that. It's like something running in the background, but it enable you, but doesn't require you like your eyeballs on all the time. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.